Good morning, everybody. Hey, so ready to do a podcast with Chris. What's up? I'm here. You know, it's awfully bright in my bedroom right now where my little office is. And I've even got all the shades closed. Wow. Well, it's that time of year, right? You know, we just had some summer solstice and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's intense. It, it's, um, it's sad though, because I love the days getting longer. Right. And now, now they're going back to getting shorter. I know it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that the, uh, the longest day is, I mean, it does make sense. The longest day is the start of summer, but then the rest of the summer, they just keep getting shorter. It, right. It's, it's an odd thing. I mean, I like winter time. I like my seasons, but I really like, it's like Diane and I were out riding the horses until eight o'clock last night, you know? And it was like, can't do that here in a, in a, in a few months, but Hey, we're going to enjoy it while we got it. Right. Well, you know, as one of the things I like about Idaho, it's also the weird thing is it stays light to like 10 o'clock. Yeah. 10 o'clock. I, when we lived there, we used to love that. And, you know, the kids growing up little up there. And then, you know, even I remember when I got up there to go to school, it was like, uh, wow. You know, just far enough North, you know, well, and it's on the mountain time. And it, so everything changes. It, it throws you off though. That's for sure. I love it. You know, it was really weird. If you've been to Alaska, no. Oh, so check this out. Probably told this story a million times. <clears throat> the second time I was up there, <coughs> excuse me, the first time was actually in the in the fall. Second time was in the summer. And I'm up with a buddy of mine and we're fishing. And it was a business associate. And we were fly fishing this river, uh, probably about oh four about half an hour, 45 minutes outside of Anchorage. And man, we're having a ball, right? And um time just flew and he's like hey we better we better get out of here and get you back to the hotel and go get a little bit of sleep uh we got you know we got an early morning and i'm like well shit no man let's keep going this, this is out and he's like no dude it's like 2 a.m because it's still light outside you know yeah. and i'm like well i want to keep going you know but we had to get up like six so um you know and that was my that was whole, my whole youth when i was younger Everybody's out partying, and I was out. You know, I love the outdoors, and that really got me to go to the base of Denali. You've got to get up there. It, it's it's <clears throat> anybody oh, has I'd... Alaska. It's just it's it's it, well, you know, there's so many cool places. The Hawaiian Islands are the same way. You know, it's right here in the states. So, well, you know, we got a we we got somebody joining us all the way from Manila, Philippines this morning. Oh, this morning. I, the Philippines. I, I just I just looked. It's 11 p.m. at night there right now. Well, wow, I've got a cool story for you. The unit that I'm in, <clears throat> in the guard, uh, this is just just straight out for our, our friend joining us from the Philippines, is called the 26 Mod. It's a cavalry unit that I, I moved over to about nine months ago. So it's a mounted unit. And the last time that <clears throat> we had a, us being America, had a, a mounted charge uh, was in the Philippines with the 26 Mod. And we took in our, 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 our general of the National Guard here in California decided he wanted to take an, and make an honorary unit to kind of, um, kind of pay tribute to the 26th that did so much back in World War II in the Philippines. So he developed this unit and the unit's really taken off because we do a lot of, we do, um, a lot of public events, but we do a lot of stuff, mounted search and rescue, uh, and then base patrols. And so, uh, that's our tie-in. I've never had so much fun as I had. I've had in this unit, 
uh, and it's pretty cool because our horses get to serve with us. So the little little tie into to the Philippines. So thanks for staying on. And it's late, right? Yeah. Another cool spot in the world, right? I mean, just awesome. So thanks for joining us. Um, couple different things. We're going to change things up a little bit today, Chris. Is we uh, PNS? Thank you so much uh, for PNS always sponsoring, making the show uh, possible. We love to have them involved. And uh, we had a couple of really big weeks. Last week was killer. Uh, we had the gang from AutoGeek out to the PNS headquarters. Uh, Jamie uh, came up, which is he, Jamie's a, an influencer. And uh, what a great guy, dude. You haven't met him yet in person, right? No. Cool dude. No. Really cool dude. Uh, we need more of Jamie's in, the, in, in, in our lives. Uh, in our industry, he was just really down to earth. <clears throat> One time, I tell you how he 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 humble. He, he humble. He, this guy's really made something of himself, and it's really cool to watch it. And he's a real success story uh, in the making. You know, I mean, unfolding right in front of us. But you know, he was kind of a guest guest there, and he was. You know, I wanted him to come up with us, and he didn't want to. He he said no. He said I want to just be part of the the studentry. You know, I want to learn, and and I really gained a. Because you know he's got a he's got a name out there, right? No, he sat humbly in the audience, so to say, and partook. I, I really that that really gained a lot of respect for me. But uh, we had, I mean, Justin was there with Auto Geek, the Auto Geek team, their their video team. Robin Sweet, which is Mafia, her first time me seeing her operate um, as a representative for Auto Geek. Boy, if that wasn't a proud moment to see her and Justin up there. Sydney, Sydney and Robin just killed it. Sydney did. Uh, Sydney amazes me because she's getting that good. You know, does that make sense? Is yeah. to see her hone in her craft and to see how well. I mean, here's a, a detailer. You know, that's just God, man. And then to see her and Robin up there, it was like Justin and I looked at each other like, why are we even here? You know, I mean, let's just let them run with it. They were that good. But it was, you ever go to one of those events and it's like, it kind of takes your breath away. It was just, it was cool. It was a cool event. It was cool to see all the people. It was cool to meet. We met your your buddy Pete. Um, up yeah, there. What Pete, a Pete, Pete's on with us this morning. And actually, so is Jamie too. Yeah, it was just, I'll tell you, man, it was just, I came out of there Friday. I came home exhausted. I was really tired, but um, I came out so like I needed that. I needed to see, there's so, I can't even mention how many cool people we came in contact with up there. It was just, it was just a really, really, really cool event. I mean, it really was. I, it was something I, I enjoyed. Um I, I, can you tell? I really got into it. I mean, just, it was just good people. You know, it was good people. So, so anyway, hey, <clears throat> we uh, in the last couple of weeks, you saw me wipe my tears away. Uh, this That's is right. our recent clay towel, and so we came up with a new clay towel. Some people were asking me, you know, what's the difference between this and regular towel? I really, a eh, is this sexy looking or what? Coloring, but if you can see, I'll hold it up a little closer, <clears throat> and you can see it's perforated. And and what this perforation does is. It creates more edging and more edging it gently will take and grab it's going to grab more because of all these little perforations you've got so many contact points that are pulling stuff off and so this towel is it wasn't an option for us we had to do it so that's now available uh, that was really i mean this is this is a cool cool product 
that we absolutely and re- love. You know, and remember, one of the cool things it's used for is to uh, use bead maker as a clay lube. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, uh, you know, saves you time, gets a better application of bead maker to the surface, and, and absolutely. Everything else. Now, you know, I use that on my own cars a lot. We 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 use it. I'm using that towel a lot in, 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 in my exfoliation. It just really works. We're using it um, in the, the wash clay and, and uh, coat with sole. Uh, and then we also came up with Lucid, which is our, our new headlight coating. Um, really excited about this. I tested this for 18 months uh, on real-world headlights, my old Chevy out there. I'm actually going to do a video here shortly. Um, we got so many cool things. I'm really excited. I just you – know, I feel – I've got a couple down weeks. It's it's amazing what will happen when you can just relax. It's a real lesson to myself because I talk about it all the time. But in the last six months, I haven't really we haven't really gotten much. And when I say we, you and I, but our entire team, you know, the double black team. I mean, we've just all been going so hard. And and it's nice to wake up in the morning and know I don't have anything like pressing that I have to go just kill it on. And it's really re- you know reset. Huh, get it reset. Um, I don't know if I mentioned our new reset towel, um, but yeah, it, it, it's nice, you know, to be on the horses and to be, you know, out in the truck and I, I've got a lot of work, a lot of honeydews to do around here and, and, uh, it's just been awesome. So well, let's get into it. We got a couple that, so we cover the new products, um, and we ask, we're going to start something on the podcast called AMA, ask me anything. Um, and so I had a really good question and I am so sorry, Chris, I didn't. I didn't go in and get the name. This person sent this to me over the weekend on Facebook, and I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't see who it was. I should have done that. Um, but before we go, anything? Aren't you going to ask me something? Oh, you mean like uh, what's on your shirt? Oh my God! It's amazing that you asked me. I can't believe. <laughs> it. So this was actually a gift from you know who, Chris, and um, he knows that. I love Top Gun, the movie. I've got a tie into it. I'm not going to bore you with that story right now, but this bike was a legendary bike. And I, at Truth on Our Show, I didn't own this bike, but I had a buddy, and I don't remember it because this is back when I was a teenager. I was 18 or 19 when this, the GPZ, the, when Kawasaki introduced the GPZ line, this was the GPZ 900R. And I had to think about that for a second. We just called it the GPZ, but they had a 750 that was introduced before that that changed that changed bikes forever, right? It was kind of the the launch of of the crotch rockets, the sports bike. And the 750 was really cool. It actually had more power, but the 900, the engine set lower in the frame. Uh, it was a well. It, it was just a, it was like just an engineered bike. This bike was just totally like like engineered the right way i wish i wish gordon mccall was on because he could probably explain exactly you know what size they <laughs> used on it but i remember getting on this bike i'd had a i'd had a 750 uh that i owned and then i remember getting on this bike and it was like whoa this bike was just a game changer and then so this was a friend's bike but this was the bike that uh, tom cruise uh maverick rode on the original top gun it, Chris knew it and bought it for me, and this bike's pretty legendary. You know, there's um, there's a little bit of interesting trivia behind that bike, too. I don't know all the details, but I read it recently. They were supposed to use a different bike from a different manufacturer in the movie, and it was going to be provided by that manufacturer. But Tom Cruise didn't want to wear a helmet in the scenes on screen and on filming. 
And so the, the company providing the bikes didn't want a non-helmeted rider associated with their bike. And so the production company went out and bought two of these bikes instead. And the rest is history. I'll be dead. Well, I'll tell you, if you look at, you look, okay, you know, Top Gun, you know, F-14s, there was no other bike at the time that could, that could perform like this thing that was, you know, out of the box, so to say, off the showroom floor. So what a great move. That was also before the helmet laws, right, in California. Uh, some states still have it. Um, I remember getting on this bike the first time I rode it, and I didn't have a helmet on. And, and this is a true story. I remember coming back from the first ride, and I can't – one of my buddies lost his license, and I think what happened. And, and I ended up with the bike for a few months over summertime. Can you imagine being 19 or 18 or 19 years old and ending up with this bike, and you didn't have to buy it? <laughs> um, I mean, it was like a dream come true, but I remember riding it the first time without a helmet and I remember coming home and thinking I better put a helmet on. And so yeah. I actually, even though it wasn't part of the law and, you know, believe it or not, I had really cool hair and, you know, I just, I had sense enough to know I better put a helmet on. So, but cool bike, uh, cool trivia. Thanks Chris for the shirt. I absolutely, these shirts fit nice too. These are, these are comfortable shirts. So I'm going to yeah. have to go and look around and see what else I can find. Cause I do, I do enjoy them. And that's a, in just case you guys can't tell, that's not Rennie's breakfast on the shirt there. Those are silhouettes of uh, two F-14s in the background there. Yeah, you can see it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. And they're full back. They're whole sweat wing, too, because a yeah. lot of people don't know that with the, the F-14s. Is they could take those, those, those wings would sweep back. And, man, that thing was wicked. So, hey, again, sorry about this, but um, ask me anything in your opinion. What's the most important part of running a business? And I really thought about this on Sunday a little bit. And this is what I came up with is, I don't know if anybody's ever had a custom-made suit for you. Um, I did a couple of years, uh, three, about three years ago. Uh, I had the first couple suits made that I had, hadn't had a, a suit made for myself in a bit, in a long time. And I went in and instead of buying it off the rack, well, there's a couple different ways to run a business is off the rack is how most people do it. <clears throat> they go in, you know, it fits all. They don't have it tailored. They go in, they, 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 they start a business up, and they run with it. And a lot of times what they do is they end up with a, with a, with a decent-paying job that doesn't really have any value, and in, in, in the company is really running them. It doesn't fit very good. It's a little long in the sleeves. It doesn't, the fabrics aren't perfect. Might not be the right color. Might not be the right texture definitely not fitted towards, you know, the, what the business can do. Now, the other way to run a business is just like building a, a, a having a suit made for you. Now, most people think that you're going to get, you know, a two piece, three piece, five piece suit. But let, let me let me explain something to you, you know, jacket and pants, right? Maybe a vest. But there's a lot more than that involved in, in having a suit made is that there's several fabric options, you know, just like, you know, it, it's it's you can choose a fabric that fits you. And in the business, you've got to take and build that business that it is you. Um, there's actually about 38 different pieces of a suit when you take each element of a suit. And then once, once, once you break that down and you really start building it, there's about 200 separate pieces that make up those 30 pieces that make up those two, three to five pieces of the actual suit once it's completely done is that it's measured and it's custom fitted. And so when you stand there, if you've never, again, if you've never gone for, I, I suggest when you, when you get to a certain level is 
it really makes you feel good about yourself when you go in and you get measured. And it's just like, it's just like a business the same way is that you've got to bring all these pieces, these 200 little tiny pieces of fabric and build sleeves. And so you're not going to have one piece of fabric on the sleeves. You're going to have anywhere from, you're going to have a top piece down in here. It's going to be cut. You're going to have around the wrist. Um, you're going to have the inner liner part of it. And so you've got all these different pieces of your business that you've got to bring together. And so just like a good tailor, there's, there's a tailor, there's a seamstress and there's a cutter. And so your cutter, the person that's, that's actually cutting the fabric, man, you talk about skill is they're going to measure and they're going to make everything precise. Your business is the exact same way is that you can't go in and grab something off the rack and run with it. A lot of people start out that way. It's a real struggle. I definitely did with my first business. But each time I started a business up and each time that I've expanded and grown is I've gotten better at better at custom fitting things. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to bring all the different pieces in. First off, you need to learn to market. You've got to learn to market. Second off, you've got to get connected. We're going to talk about that a little bit in today and in today's topic of client compound. Um, you've got to take and be able to market yourself. You've got to be able to fit in. You've got to be able to get out into your community and your community needs to understand what you're doing. Not just your customer base, the entire community needs to understand what you're all about, what your business does and why you would be a good referral. So this plays really, really well into today's topic. So uh, truth in advertising number two. So I told you about the bike. I didn't own it. I had a friend of mine that loaned it to me today. This is a big part of what today is, is Chris built this. I added in probably about six elements of this. Everything else is Chris. So well done, Chris. So we're going to jump in and talk about that right now. Guys, if I'm stalled a little bit too, excuse me, because I couldn't print out my notes. So I'm going right <laughs> off the screen. Um, I don't know what's going on with our printer. Good luck. I've you guys ever, you're, Chris, you ever own a printer and you just hate it? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever owned one I didn't hate. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Our last one was halfway decent. This one. This thing is just, it's right when you need it, it, it it's not going to work. It just, I swear to God, it's got like a brain. It can tell when you're going to need it. This has been the worst printer we've ever had. I just can't stand <laughs> this thing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm going off of notes on the computer. Actually, I like this a little better. It's a little easier. But, uh, you know, a lot of this is Chris going into this. And so I really want to take in and, and, and give him credit. So compounding, uh, referrals. So this is a great topic because it, it's something that a lot of people just really don't understand is, you know, we're so used to in the, in the car care industry of compounding, you know, is it's a mechanical system. This kind of is too, if you think about it, is that it's a, it's an SOP. It's a, it's a, it's an operating procedure. It's got to become part of your daily operation, your contact with each and every customer. And part of what you're doing is we built our most successful operations, our most successful business, um, our su most successful service businesses all went by word of mouth. And there's a system and process uh, of doing that. And we're going to talk about that today. So fun fact, three actions we took to turn our shops into shops that didn't need to advertise for new clients. Okay, let me, let me repeat that. We didn't advertise for new clients. So how do we build that? First off, number one, we built meaningful relationships is that we went out with every customer. We took the opportunity. Now, some customers, you can't build relationship, not there. They don't want the personal contact. They don't. It's just not there. But a lot of customers, they do. 
they really enjoy the connection. They, they really enjoy knowing who they're doing business with. I'm one of those customers. I like to know who I'm doing business with. And so we took the time and built really meaningful relationships. Number two, within those relationships, we really connected with the people. Now, with the people, I mean within the entire market. Sometimes that meant a lot of times that meant not customers. Nobody was ever going to pay us. What do you mean by that? Well, we, we took and we, we started an education process is we took and we, we, at that time, we were really having a point over here because my Chevelle's over here. We are really taking aim at the jet aircraft. Well, I didn't have a jet. I uh, have no desire to, well, I would have, I, I would have a jet. I'd have a jet instead of a Ferrari. Let me recrack, uh, connect that. So we, we, we connected with the aviation side. We connected with the, uh, with the classic car market. And the reason why on the classic car side, I could relate to them. I was an owner. That was the main reason I bought this car when I kind of, at that time is we, we had kind of arrived and it was kind of a self gift to myself for getting to a new level. But also it put me into a pool with other people that that took and had really nice collector cars. Now that that group, I call them the Griots group. The that group did a lot of their own work. That's okay because they had friends that didn't. And so I wasn't just looking at getting money out of people, I was looking at getting referrals out of people. Uh, we also during the education is we did an education through A being in events, shows, and so forth. We actually hosted events, open garages, and then support, meaningful support. Um, we, what I mean by meaningful support is, is that we had a newsletter just like we do now. We had a newsletter. We're constantly educating. We entertained. Um, we took and related to people. As we, we related on the fact that if they had kids, at the time I had young kids, so I understood having the challenges of kids in cars, uh, all those different things. And then lastly, number three, we really – we asked for referrals. We didn't just simply expect a referral. We kindly asked for a referral. How I did that is I'm a, I'm a handshaker is that even during COVID, I'm still a handshaker is that I took and um, would at the end would say, Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity to earn your business. If you've got friends or family that you think would appreciate our level of service, we'd, we'd love for you to share our, our business information with them. Literally, I'd say like, say something like that. Uh, to everybody I came in contact with. Um, I had nobody that wasn't a possible customer. When I pulled up at a gas station, I got so much work at gas stations and I didn't do a hard sell. I'd go up and see a nice car, a, nice, a, a car I could appreciate, uh, something that I thought that, that, that we would like to work on in our shop. And I would just go up and hand them a card and say, hey, if you're ever in need of a detailing service, professional detail, let us know. It's a beautiful car and walk away. It was as simple as that. I didn't do any hardcore selling. Keep it real simple. You know, you could do the same thing at a at a car show, have a, a meaningful discussion about their nice car and then, you know, end it the same way. You know, just by the yeah. way, I'm a detailer if you ever have a need. Well, you've seen, you know, Chris and I, we've got some shirts, you know, and it says, you know, Surgeon General Warning. I mean, I used to wear really creative shirts and we had some of those shirts made and, and we handed them out in our market. We we wore we wore a tire that drew people in. So we were our brand. You know, and we took in and, and did a great job at connecting in our market and going out and being among our market. So, so Chris, you lead in your existing clients mean more to the than you know. Boy, is it is that true or not? So many people are constantly reinventing their client base when sitting right in front of them is they don't do any marketing to their current clients. Your current clients have already spent money with you and they want to spend more with you. 
You've just got yeah. to keep them right up at the front. And so it's so important to do that. And Chris makes note of that. But yet so many small businesses don't do that. And it's like, I don't understand that. Why would you not take and market to the, 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 the people that are already with you? How do you do that? Um, you stay in contact with them. You know, we use constant contact email system. Um, we've sent electronic newsletters out for 20 plus years, you know, or right at 20 years. We used to send printed ones out. And oh, my God, uh, we did it once a quarter. And I want to tell you, Chris, it would take us an entire week. I bet. <laughs> time we had them printed, we, we didn't even print them ourselves. We had them printed because, you know, we'd send out 150, 200 of them. But by the time we printed them, by the time we addressed them, labeled them, you know, it was a lot of work back then prior to having an electronic version of it. And, and my buddy Jim Gogan, you know, we both really dove in deep into constant contact probably in about 2007 is when we really started. Oh, no, it was probably a little before that maybe. That I think both of us were fooling around with with electronic newsletters before that. Um, but it really was a game changer. And as we, as Jim and I got closer and closer, um, and J Jim's, uh, Jim's out of Ipswich, Mass., and, and a good friend of ours, but so much of what we've done, um, Jim's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's a founder, found, founding uh, Founders Club member in the IDA, and the guy's just brilliant. But so, so much of what Jim and I did in our early years was just it was pioneering, you know, detail marketing in the detailing industry because none of us had really done it. You know, Mark Johnson was another guy that just we just we really bonded. There's so many of them, but those two really come to mind because that we just we build up an entire system around marketing to our current clients and getting them back. Is that you know, we always hear this we've got Air Force One coming up here in less than two weeks, right? And yep. the people in the industry that know how hard it is to retain customers, really, it's never been a problem for us, but it takes a lot of work to retain those customers. They're always reaching out and saying, hey, man, that is so awesome. You know, 19 years uh, of doing this air, this air, these airplanes. And then you got the guys and the uneducated people that say, oh, my God, you guys have done that before. You know, really? It's the same. Well, I'm sorry if your customers don't come back to you. I really feel bad that your customers don't come back to you. It might say something about your quality of work. might say something about you. It might say something about your lack of connection. But we really concentrate on repeat customers. And a repeat customer is really a compliment to you, um, yourself, because you're maintaining that customer. Uh, and it, it's also a tribute to how hard you're working to maintain those relationships. So your, your marketing efforts, when you start doing this, is not just to, to get, if you've got a strong referral system, is again, ask for it. The second thing is, and Chris is going to jump in here, is that you need to be screaming your message. There's a lot of noise out there right now. Just a tremendous, we, we constantly talk about that, is that, I mean, between right now, let's name some stuff that's going on. Let's see. I love what this little sign we saw when we were <laughs> over in England recently. You know, we had COVID, World War III started up, gas prices are astronomically high, inflation's going crazy, you know, our politics are nuts. Oh, by the way, we want to detail some cars. And so if you're going to contend with gas prices and the craziness of the world and a, a global pandemic going on, and then, you know, oh, by the way, Russia and the Ukraine are in this big fight, fist fight, uh, you, you, you better have a good message because right now, Social media and media and, and our minds and our ears are filled with so much crap 
that you've got to have a clear message. It's right. a lot clear message to have your clients talking your message and talking your business to other people they know in a quiet spot than it is to try to get there out there and reinvent new customers. Now, if you're new in business or newer and you've got a small pool, the biggest thing you could do is start up exactly what Chris and I are going to talk about right now from ground zero is start building up that, that relationship. Now, Chris, let's talk about peer recommendations and, 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 and recommendations versus in referrals versus just going on and, and Googling detailers near me. So how many customers do you think trust recommendations compared to going out blindly? Oh, well the, uh, you know, getting, getting a referral or, or, you know, if, if you're looking for a service and somebody refers one to you, you are way more likely to use that service than if you just go out and try and find one on your own. You know, that that referral is I mean, it's it's really like as good as gold. You know, it's it the. You know, people just trust it more. It's just going to it's going to get through. It's going to it's going to make that connection better, you know, Um I was going to say that, uh, you know, I don't have to do that much detailing anymore, right? Working with you and, and stuff like that keeps me very busy. Um, but one of the things I do still do is I, I take care of my existing clients, you know, especially I have this core group of really good ones that just love doing business with me and they like to refer business to me, but they know how my business has changed, but they still like to support me as much as they can. And man, those those people are definitely the ones you want to take care of. And they do go out of their way to share your name, your information, everything you do with other people because they just they love you and they want to support you. Yep, absolutely. You know, know, I've learned this, Chris, is just having common courtesy, please. And thank you. You know, when somebody refers us over, this leads right into the next couple sections is that we always made sure to call them and say, hey, man, thank you. You know, we really do appreciate you doing this. People just love a thank you and recognition. The other thing is we'd use some kind of reward. I'm not a, I'm not a discount guy. I don't like giving discounts, price discounts. We'll talk about that in, in a second. But, you know, your referral program, you, you, the nice thing is birds of a feather flock together, that old saying, right, is that you want to make sure that your referral program is targeting the right kind of people. The last thing is that you want a customer is you want you want to make sure it's a good fit, not the wrong fit. Um, the other thing is that you want to make it really easy to understand. Chris really highlighted this: easy to understand your referrals, meaning what what are people going to get if they refer you, especially in your early. And when we first started a location up, is we made it. We wanted to take our referrals were so strong to us, we really put that out there. So easy to understand, uh, uh, appropriate rewards and offers. Simple sign-up methods, simple eligibility, and easy to redeem. You know, a lot of times what we did is, is in the beginning, is we put it out there, say, hey, we, we actually had uh, a, a really nice, like, postcard size item. And what it did is it, it was a thank you card. And it says, you know, our business, our small family business continues to, 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 to run and support our community uh, by kind people like yourself referring us to others. Uh, ask about our referral program. And so we automatically say, well, we get people that would say, hey, 
you know, the Joneses uh, sent me over. So make, make, make sure that, you're, you know, you get them a data boy. A lot of times what we do is we would, again, not discount, but the next time we'd see them, let's say that somebody had a, an $800 uh, single, single, single step uh, paint correction with a coating. That's a, that's a nice customer to gain, right? So mm-hmm. we would be back over the Joneses and we'd be in for a maintenance, uh, a maintenance, weekly maintenance wash. We give them that week's on the house. We just say, hey, man, you sent, the, you sent these people over to us. Thank you so much. This one's on me. Something just as simple as that. Sometimes going out there and doing something unique like that that's not on the menu, that's off the menu, is that you're the owner. You can do things like that. And sometimes they're like, oh, my God, thank you. Guess what you're going to get? You're going to get even more referrals because you were kind. I don't like tying it into a cash value. Is oh, we'll pay $100. Man, to track that stuff's re- really tough. There's there's modern ways with software. By the way, software. <laughs> On this referral system, software is, is a must. Software in your detailing company is no longer an option. It's an absolute must because it's going to help you with st- standardize your referrals with text, text messaging, uh, with emails, and so forth. You can do so much with software that's going to help you that we just didn't have back in the day that's present now. It's the real world. And it's just getting better and better and better and better. And so make sure that you tie your 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 whole your whole referral system back into your software by putting uh, by activating your text messaging and your emails to ask for the referrals uh, during the process and after the process. So a lot of times is instead of a price discount, is what I'll do is in in there is that if if you send them something uh, uh, some kind of communication. Ask the customer, hey, was this a referral? Question mark. If so, who sent you? And when they respond it back, follow up on that and then maybe send an email notice out to that person saying, hey, thank you so much uh, for referring us. And by the way, congratulations. Um, on the next time we see you, we're going to give you a, a free coating upgrade for your windshield, um, a free engine cleaning, uh, wheel coating. All these different things are easy but valuable. Is is like a, a, a window coating. That's at least a hundred dollar value, but it only takes you twenty minutes, right? But it's got a huge value on it, right? And so I think that's really imp- important. Now, Chris, you talk about promoting your referral program by marketing to your customers. How how do you do that? What do you do? Well, the very the very simple one is you got to just talk about it. You know, you can't uh, you can't just have it and not and not do anything with it. So you got to talk about it you know, face to face. Um, you also got to, if you have staff, you got to make sure they know about it and that they understand it because they're going to have interactions with your uh, clients too. And so, you know, you just need to be able to, you know, share that referral program, ask for those referrals and everything else. And then, you know, beyond that, you know, you talked about the electronic stuff, right? So, you know, whether it's, whether you have a referral program that's explained through your website you do it, um, say through your email newsletter. You always mention it, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> your social media, you know, er- everything. You know, all those, all those usual electronic channels to help spread the word. Yeah, it's it's huge. And and again, I love the fact that you bring up your staff too. Is that get your staff engaged in the culture of your company, and part of your culture is getting like customers back in the door. And so this is a really, really cool, our, our one shop up in Sun Valley, Idaho, by the time that we are about five years into that shop, 
is we we had zero advertising. We we didn't all of our advertising. Let, let me rephrase that. We had zero outside advertising, meaning that we weren't. This will go way back. This will tell you how long ago this was. Is we weren't in the phone book. We didn't we didn't get into the the the, the expensive phone book option. Um, we didn't have to pay for space on our website for Google ads. Um, a, we'd done our website up good at the time. So we were organically really in that market. We were the first detailing company that came up as the web developed, you know, as, as online sales developed and so forth. Um, we got to the point where there was no need for outside spending outside money to promote our business. What we did is exactly what Chris is talking about is through our culture is we would we would take and draw in the right custom type of customers from our customer base going out and telling their friends and family about us there was no need to take and bring out in in advertising matter of fact we had a membership program that we sold out we completely sold out our membership and it took me i want to say two years in we hadn't sold a single measure uh, membership matter of fact i was like why is that even there why why, why do we have it like we we knew at some point if we could get it right, it would have value. We saw it, but we started doubting ourselves. And all it took is we, we, we Vince, one of our customers, I, I talk about him all the time, is he, he asked me about it one day and he signed up for it. Matter of fact, we went from zero to six because he had six cars <laughs> and he, he took six positions. Well, all it took is he said, hey, man, make this thing really unique. And make it high end so I can refer it over to my real high end uh, friends. And so, you know, we had coins back then, you know, they're known as challenge coins now, but we had coins made up as business cards and it was called the gold medallion club. And we had medallion stickers, really high end ones. And it looked like a, it looked like a, a wax stamp from back in the day. It was cool. It was really cool looking. It was very, it was very odd for a detailing company to have that kind of marketing at the time. And, and so we made it very high end, very exclusive, very, not for everybody and that's that's really key is because that was who that client base was at that location is they didn't want they didn't want average they wanted non-average i'm telling you within six months we had every, all 25 spots sold out there was a waiting list to get in and all it took was the right customer but more so our attitude of we never gave up marketing it and also we kept it unique it was really different we stayed patient and we had to grow into it. Our business wasn't ready for it. We hadn't taken in, we hadn't got comfortable enough with who we were and, and we hadn't gotten comfortable enough with our messaging. And we actually hadn't figured out the operating procedures for the membership. And, and so I'm actually glad that we, it stalled out a little bit in the early days because in six months it went from zero to 25 members and we we wouldn't have had the assets to run it correctly had it worked in the very early days and yeah. so that whole program was built off the success of referrals it was 100 percent matter of fact the only way you could become a member was another member referring you is that we mentioned it in our phone conversations but we didn't really push it the reason why and chris noted it here is we knew it was a very very Ecleptic, very, we are looking for a certain clientele. We are looking for a certain customer that that really had impeccable taste on their vehicles. 
And the reason why is we did not want to take and be cleaning dirty cars weekly and keeping these cars perfect. As the membership stated, it was a perfect car membership. And, and so therefore we are real picky and choosy, but yet within getting in with the right person and asking that person and, and, and to, to, to tell other people about it and then listening to that customer base, they told us it's got to be unique. It's got to be different and it can't be to everybody. It's got to be a very select group within your customer base that can get that. And that's exactly what we did. You know, um, Crystal Clean Detailing's on with us, uh, and they commented that 90% of their new customers come from referrals. And, you know, that that actually takes full circle because, you know, 90% is that number of, uh, you know, people that trust um, referral recommendations, you know. So they're, you know, based on that number, they're getting nearly 100% of the people referred to them, you know, which is, which is, killer right yep i'm telling you, you, know, you but it. trust once we moved our and i've said this for the last 20 years once we moved all of our it doesn't matter what industry we're in we've owned businesses and we still do in different industries is it's got to be trust-based and you know you look at bob phillips dave phillips the entire double black team is that we try to build up our business and our culture of being a trustworthy company Trust is so important in, in your company that people entrust you and trust you. They're entrusting you with something that, that, that's of great value. And vehicles have never been uh, of greater value than they are right now. And it's really expensive. I was just talking to a friend of ours uh, yesterday, and she came cruising in a new, a, a very clean used car, but very basic car. And it was really interesting because her response was, you know, we want a new truck. But we're waiting because the truck we want is about $100,000. But right now that truck's $125,000. And we're simply not going to, we're not, we're not going to be foolish with our money. And so they came in, they, they went and bought a very basic used car. My point to this is, is that that person entrusts us with their work. Is they, but you can see they're very, how do I say it? They're very successful people. I mean, very successful people. They've got money, but they're not going to spend foolish money. But yet when they need all their work done, guess who they're turning to, right? And so is right now is, is building up trust. It's real hard for – there's so much noise out there. And ask yourself this, out of all the companies that you work with, how many of them do you have overwhelming trust in? And it's probably a handful if that is that really, really – you just totally trust them is I can think of a couple that we do business with on a consistent, on a, on a, on a, on a regular basis. And the rest of them, it's like, Hmm, I really don't understand them. You know, why I don't understand them. You know, the difference between the, the couple that we really trust, they're in constant communication with us and they're constantly educating us within those services that we buy from them. The other ones don't. And so I love the fact that you brought up trust, Chris. Yep. And, you know, and on top of that, you know, the other the other thing tied into that is being grateful, you know, being thankful. You know, don't forget that when, you know, you mentioned it earlier, thanking them by providing a service for them the next time or whatever. But don't forget if somebody refers you somebody, take the time to make sure you thank them every time they do, not just the one time, you know, keep it going. 
um, send them a thank you card, whatever it happens to be, make sure that they know you acknowledged, you know, that they sent you somebody. Um, other, otherwise, you know, if you don't, honestly, it, it, it may stop someday. So you got to keep that going. Yeah. And that'll be part of, that's part of actually remarketing your referral program. You know, whether you're reminding people that it exists or you're making sure you follow up and thank people for the referral, that's all part of the remarketing uh, s- system that's part of it. I love it. I love it. Well, and you know, your client, as your, as your company grows and things change, you know, it becomes really tough is become, as we become, I hate the word busier. Isn't that funny? I always got a pet peeve with the word busy. Uh, just because it, I don't know. I hate being that busy where you can't respond. And I've, I've been, that's been me for the last really since COVID hit. It's just, it, it, I've got so many loose ends going. I think a lot of people feel that way. You can't keep up with it. Right. Um, and you know, you came on right. I mean, literally, what a year before COVID hit, Chris? Yeah. Yep. And and all of our original plans got kind of got thrown out the window until recently. We're kind of going back and and revisiting and trying to get back on track on some of those original things that we had because is is you got I was slammed. You know, my relief valve was you. My relief valve now it needs a relief valve because we're both so slammed. And so to to I like the refresh the remarketing program is 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 updated now you know because it it's once you each platform you arrive at is going to set forth a different set of challenges and you've got it stake on you can't start it and you name it in here it's consistency is that you've got to stay consistent with it and you can't you can't stop on that you've got to monitor its effectiveness you got to continue to tweak it over time uh, until the until it performs the way you want it to, 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 to perform. And again, is that it's just got to be, it's a system and process that you got to develop. A, shake hands and kiss babies, meaning that, you know, you got to ask for it. B, you've got to have electronics put into it. You've got to have software put into it. Um, and you've got to be out there, you know, doing it. And then you, A, you got to track that is that, hey, who referred you? Is we, We've got a great reward system. We want to make sure whoever referred you gets a little goodie that we've got for them. And then hint, hint, by the way, you can also get that, this good, these goodies uh, for referring customers uh, to us on your own. So we always, and I'll tell you, humor and entertainment and being silly and being different is we, we, we were over, Bob and I were over at Waxstock and there's a company called Sam's Detail Products. The guy, Sam, I mean, he's the character of it. Such unique marketing is that that saying I just said about it came from Sam's. He had a little sign. I put it on social media, and it says, first we had COVID. Now we got World War III. Forget about it. Go wash your car. He just had real off-canner kind of humor in his business, and it was a theme, and there was no theme. It was so odd and off and random that it was really cool, and I think that really draws in a lot of people is just being random and, and organically you. If you don't have that type of personality – you need to start developing it. None of us were 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 born with that personality. It was developed. Uh, I remember getting thrown into in fifth grade into special ed, and I think I was just an average kid that was really struggling at that point. What special ed being put into special education did for me was the biggest gift of my life. Is it helped me develop my personality because I could either be the kid in special ed that was going to get picked on which did happen, 
But you know what? For a very short time, because what I f- started doing was building up my, 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 my personal skills on how to build relationships up. And slowly, people that were rejecting me because of what I was and where I was started accepting me again because of my attitude. And I could either get bitter. I had to develop it is what I'm getting to. Is you're going to have to develop. If you're an entrepreneur, you've got to develop. I've watched Elon Musk develop. Anybody else with me? Is if you watch his first communications, is he wasn't he was he wasn't that great of a communicator, and he I won't call him shy because I don't know if that's the word, but now if you've watched him come out of the shell, um, he, he, his his style is uniquely him. He's developed that style over the last twenty years, and you're gonna have to develop your style and your personality. And, and, and your referral business is based on that. Listen, people aren't referring people because they need a detail or they need this or they need baby food or baby formula, which they do because there's a damn shortage. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's because our president might be going through. He's probably eating a lot of that formula. Never mind. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> I'll go that's, 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 that's insure. <laughs> well, that, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. I won't even, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. Um, but you know, it's, it's no matter what they want is they're not referring that they're referring you, yep. they're referring you cause they trust you. So building up that trust, building up that personality and listen, you don't have to be this, ah, you know, uh, just outgoing, you know, outrageous person that be you and develop you and develop the person that you're comfortable with, but never Never take and stop developing that because that's all part of your referral system. You are it, not your company. You, your staff is it, not your company. It's you and your staff and your culture that they're going to be referring. And then your high quality work. And it might not be, I hate to say this, is that it might not be all the polishing work you do or the amazing interiors you do. Is It might be that you just you, you take and deliver a product that is, is seen of value in your market. And it could be a wash clay in Seoul that does it and you didn't even touch the paintwork but they're going wow look how shiny that car is and you're looking at it going that thing's a swirl you know but it's shiny and protected and that's what your customers want it's the whole it's the whole package right they 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 like you they trust you um they want to see you succeed that and believe it or not these customers that refer you regularly they genuinely you know care about your success absolutely so lastly, let's go into this. With, when you're tweaking your system, be able to track it. Is how many of your existing clients are referring you? You've got to get that number up. It's, it's a simple equation. The more referrals you get, the more business you get. And the more referrals you get, the less you've got to take and rely on outside resources. Um, one of the, the top detailers, probably the most profitable person in all of auto care, does not have a website and has no social media. Uh, I've met him several times. I got to see him the last time I was in Germany. I got to hang out with him. Um, amazing, amazing shop. You never know that it's there. He's got a very small client base, and he's he's known in the circles that he's within and nowhere else. Yet he's probably the most profitable person in auto care that I know of, including me. Um the guy, it's amazing on what he's done, but it's taken him 30 years to hone that in. 
He's built up a great life and a great lifestyle in those 30 years. It's not like he was just cranking out. He's been working hard for it, but it took time to develop that. So be patient. How many of your clients continue to refer you over time? That's a big one. It's like I said, the naive, the naive person will look at us as we embark on Air Force One and say, oh, my God, come on. You guys are doing that again. The smart business person, the smart entrepreneur, look at that and say, wow, those guys have locked that in for almost 20 years because believe me, there's been a lot of people go after that account and nobody's been able to knock us off. The main reason why I'm going to tell you guys, we do good, do good work. We understand, we understand the challenges of a $300 million artifact and then all the other artifacts we work on. That's part of it. But the key is a relationship. It comes down to we've built relationships and trust up. And then lastly, I was going to say, you know, what's really cool about, the Air Force One project, not only does the museum keep having us back, but our sponsors keep coming back. Yep. You know, they yeah. they continue to want to support us and the work we're doing in the project itself. And that's that's pretty cool, too. Well, and here's why is because these are sophisticated businesses and I can there's a long list of people that help underwrite this. But what they see in the big picture that a lot of people don't see is we're building up entrepreneurs is what that project does since we opened it up to others and we don't have a lot. It's a small team, 30 people now, probably the biggest it's ever given. Our days of having these mega teams, we learned last year after COVID, we had a team of 19, is that it was really people that wanted to be there. It was dedicated craftsmen. It was dedicated entrepreneurs. And we did a lot more with little. And so the, the camaraderie, the teamwork, it's probably one of the most amazing weeks of my entire life coming up is that it just it it's that meaningful but not only that chris not only does the museum and boeing trust us not only do the sponsors that keep coming back and we're going to really start start sharing who the, the those, those sponsors are the air force they still own that airplane that is not owned by the museum it's on loan yep. and a lot of people don't realize that i've got to put in a request every year that goes to the air force the air force sends it over to the dod and it used to take months. As a matter of fact, the first time it took like a year to get approval. Now approval, I send it and literally, if it's not back to me and saying, oh yeah, do it, within 24 hours, it's it's odd. And so a lot of people don't realize, and a lot of times all it is now is me making a phone call or the museum making a phone call. We get approval right then and there and then they send it over. And so th th that trust factor comes with time and it's all it's such a huge part of your referral system. And, and, and the last thing is Chris has got notice in here is what's your customer cost? What, what's it costing you to obtain new customers? Cause I can tell you off the referral program, it's a fraction of what it's going to cost you to market it. The other thing it does is the continuity and the repeat business. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, it's just the relationships, the value of your company. And, and that's one last parting gift before we leave. That returning customer base, when you have such a strong referral business and then eventually over over yet, uh, over years and even decades, 10, 20 years, is that in your exit strategy, in the event that you'd like to sell your company, I've got a good friend of, of ours that just sold sold his, his company. He sold it for seven figures, a detailing company for seven figures, is that one of the things that they really look at is that repeat customer and the trackability and, and, and making sure that company is actually worth it. Um, this individual doesn't take cash under the table. This individual runs a really legit shop. 
that does a lot more than just automotive uh, uh, care. Is they they really it's it's a whole um, God what, what do you, it's a lifestyle business. It's a it's a it's 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 something that attracts people. It's just it's amazing, right? Seven figures, seven figures, and this company relies heavily on its referral business and has built a real serious business off of having referrals, not having to go out there and constantly reinvent themselves with new people that don't have the trust factor and don't have the connection, don't understand the culture, but yet they've gone out and built it and they've got an amazing culture that's going to bring them in seven figures off their, their, their 20 plus years of effort. So, all right. Well, Chris, yeah, before, before we wrap up, I do want to circle back on something you touched on a little while ago. Um, and, and that is software. Um, and I just want to share my experience with it for, you know, a couple of things. We actually have a couple of great sponsors this year for Air Force One. Um, Your Able is one of our bronze sponsors. And then one of our um, returning sponsors for multiple years as a, a, a silver sponsor is uh, Road FS by Zenware. So, you know, both these companies make great software to help you do things. But what I want to point out is how important that software is. You know, in my dealings with our potential students, with uh, the 175 members of our Detail Mafia, all that kind of stuff, um, I could not keep track of the things I keep track of without software. And you guys need to make sure you introduce that into your business uh, so you can keep track of your customers, so you can take notes on the things they like, the things they don't like, the things that they've done for you, the referrals they've sent you, all that kind of stuff, because the ability to pull that information up at your fingertips is going to make you look like um, the most amazing detailer in the world. They're going to be impressed by what you remember about them. And you can't possibly remember these things with everything else going on in your head these days. But knowing how to use the software and putting it to work is going to help you do that. Well, just them listening to this podcast alone just makes him one of the most remarkable detailers in the world. Just saying. <laughs> uh, no, it's all seriousness. This will give you a thing. And I mean, you know, Road FS and you're able, two amazing companies. You know, Road FS, Joe, Jody and Rod and I have a 20 plus year relationship. They've been pushing, they've been pulling this cart, they've been a workhorse within the software side of things for a long time. 20 years ago, it was a real struggle to get one detailer to even look at software. We were using the software way back in, 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 in guys and gals. It is, it is like Morris code versus, versus modern day technology. It was so, it was complicated. Um, but yet it was, it was game changing. We had to use it. Now flash forward 20 years and these pioneers have made it, really simple and affordable and it it's you just can't go without it it's and this isn't a commercial on it this is telling you right now i don't care if you're a, a part-time this young man last week up up at pns headquarters he showed me his software and how he's tracking now he's got a full-time gig this is a side hustle he had it broken down after his expenses everything was in there he had it all the way down to every little piece nut and bolt was put into a software and it, his profitability is, I, I want to say, seventy-eight fifty an hour after everything was said and done. That is how precise you can be. And, man, 
I looked at this this young man. And I was like, which he's coming to training in, and I, and I can't recall his name. I'm so sorry. He's coming to training in December. But I looked at him and I was oh, like, that must have been Romero. That's it, Romero. That's it. So I looked at him and I I, I was blown away that this young this young entrepreneur, that's a part time entrepreneur by the way, has his act so together that he realizes the importance of tracking that. And, 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 and it was just, it was huge. It was absolutely huge. So, yep. All right, Chris. Well, unless you've got more, let's, uh, you guys go out and client compound, you know, is, is making this happen is not an option. If you really want to change your business and you really want to take and really focus on, on taking and making the most efforts is that get people talking about you and get people referring you. It's an absolute game changer. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your business. And it's going to make life a lot easier. And 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 honestly, you're going to have a really your culture is going to be really cool. Is you're going to be able to do something to your culture that a lot of companies can't do. And uh, you're going to love it. You'll never regret it. And just if you're this is something you haven't started. Let's say if you're even a business for 10, 15, 20 years and you just don't have a real good referral program going, do yourself a favor. Get one going. If you're new, do it right now. It's a lot easier, that muscle memory, to get it in the early stages than to change it up later. But it's not that hard, even if you're well into your business. Just get it going. Do it, and you won't regret it. Yep. All right, Chris. Well, I am off. Uh, Rip has got to have uh, new horseshoes put on today. And that's going to be a <laughs> trying to, to, to take in. Uh, he's he's young and big and does not like his feet next, messed with. So today, the next uh, hour and a half is going to be interesting. Wish me luck that I don't get uh, killed in the oh, meantime. That, that reminds me. I just saw a funny video the other I think it was yesterday on social media. Uh -huh. This guy has to cut the nails on his dog's paws, right? Yep. But dogs don't like that. The way he distracted him was he wrapped his own head in saran wrap, put peanut butter all over his forehead so the dog would lick the peanut butter to distract the dog while he was cutting his toenails. <laughs> so yeah, maybe... I maybe <laughs> I can imagine, you know, and rips a foodie. Maybe if I show you a video later, okay, hold on. How'd the dude breathe? Just, well, his just around his just around his forehead, not his full face. You don't understand, man. Rip is if I put it on my forehead, I'm gonna have horse slobber. <laughs> Yesterday was funny as heck because we're we're out riding, right? And and Ollie, Diane's horse is a little more seasoned. He's a little older. Rip's real young. Well, Rip was not in a he's, – he's, he wasn't in a, in a mean mood. He was actually – he doesn't have a mean boat in his body. But he wanted to screw with people. So we're sitting there riding, and he constantly either wanted to go up behind behind Ollie and, and, and like, nip his, his tail or his butt, or he had to walk next to him. But he, Ollie doesn't – Ollie's got, like, a two-foot personal space. He's, he's kind of like Diane. He's got an air bubble around him, and he doesn't like people coming in that, that, that bubble, right? Rip doesn't have one. And so Rip is constantly trying to ride right next to Ollie, and it's driving Diane's horse nuts. Then we go to get through the gate, and, and I, I, I pull Rip, and I'm getting him out, and I'm trying to close the gate, and it's got this little attachment. Well, Rip is grabbing my hand and, like, and, and nibbling on my finger so I can't close the gate. And then as I get the chain in my hand, he grabs a hold of it, and he's pulling the chain off. So then I go to I get the chain. I'm like, knock it off. So I go to get it around, and he pulls the chain again. So you can imagine uh, today is it, it it's I'll be I'll be I'm going to be honest. Diane has had to have him reshoed. This is my first time, and she just said, "You know what? He's your horse. I'm not doing this no more because he's he goes crazy, psycho." 
So I, I don't know what I, I'm, I'm a little nervous because when she says that, she's got good patience. So I think I'm in for it this morning. So well, it'll be fun. All right, man. Well, hey, everybody, have a have a blessed day. Uh, go out, start that uh, referral system going, compound it. Chris, great job laying this out. This was nicely done. I appreciate all the hard work you put into this. And again, if you guys, um, if you like this, please, you know, make a comment, share it, man. Really, seriously, share it. But make a comment, and uh, especially over, you know, on all the different uh, podcast hosts and so forth. You know, give us a thumbs up, uh, and let us know if there's a topic. We love this. Ask me anything. If you've got a question, uh, especially we like to see more. If, if, if somebody's asking the same question about the same topics, we love that. But any questions you've got, I promise to give credit next time. Uh, those that asked it, very, very sorry. Uh, other than that, have a great day, guys. You take care, and we'll uh, we'll be back on next week, and we'll see you then. Bye.